We don't really think about how our bodies work on an everyday basis. We walk around the house, we eat dinner, we take a nap, we play video games, and we can do all of these things without really thinking very much. But all of these actions take an enormous amount of effort from your body, we just don't know it. Let's take for instance, playing a video game, something that seems pretty simple and easy to do depending on the game. But dig deeper and it starts getting complicated with everything our body needs to do. The first thing that happens is light from the television has to enter through the cornea of your eye, then through the pupil, which is a tiny hole right in the middle of your iris, that's the colored part of your eye. The lens of your eye then focuses the light you see into what's called the retina in the back of your eye, which detects the focused light. That information is then sent via the optic nerve to the brain. And once at the brain, a multitude of other complicated events occur in order for you to make the decision in your video game to go left, right, up or down, and then move your fingers on your game controller to take that action. Whew. And to think, that all occurred in a fraction of a second, a blink of an eye, which is a whole nother intricate body movement, which we don't have time to talk about right now. Today, we'll be exploring the different movements, sounds, and rhythms of the human body in three chapters. Chapter one, we'll look at the different steady rhythms that occur in our bodies that keep us alive, and we'll be featuring a special medical professional. In chapter two, we'll be talking with two students who are on their way to becoming doctors. And chapter three, we'll close out our podcast with the most natural or unnatural body movement you may be able to think of, dancing. So hold on tight and get those dance feet ready to move in today's episode of Music of the Universe. Chapter 1, The Amazing Human Instrument You might have heard this instrument before. You may have heard it in a church, a circus, or even on the radio. That's right, this instrument is the organ. The organ can be traced back over 2,000 years to a Greek engineer named Ctesibius of Alexandria. But it wasn't until about 500 years ago, people started perfecting the sound and mechanics of what we know as the modern day organ. The organ has many different parts that move and expand that allow it to make that beautiful deep sound. Did you know the human body has organs? These organs aren't the type that you can use to play a song, but similar to the instrument, these organs have many different intricate parts. The human body has over 80 different organs that work independently and together to allow different parts of your body to function. Arguably, the five most important organs of your body are the brain, your kidneys, your liver, and the two we'll be talking about today, the lungs and the heart. Now, there are other organs that are very important too, like your stomach and intestines, but the lungs and the heart are the two that keep a steady pulse or beat, which is critical to just being alive. Let's start with the heart. On average, your heart beats over 100,000 times per day, pumping around 2,000 gallons of blood through your body. Your heart beats about 75 times per minute. 
If you were to earn a nickel every time your heart beat, you'd be a millionaire in just six months. I spoke with local physician's assistant, Joss Alloway, about the heart. I'm Jocelyn. I'm a physician assistant in orthopedic surgery out of Eugene. And just a quick note, she played clarinet in high school and college band. I mean, the heart needs to pump steadily, kind of at, you know, a steady tempo or a steady beat, steady rhythm, in order to get blood to the different parts of the body, because if any part of your body is ever deprived of that blood, which carries oxygen, then it can lead to big problems. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like your brain not getting a steady supply of blood and oxygen? That would create issues and all of your muscles and all of your organs. So if your heart rhythm ever gets interrupted or disrupted, then it can affect pretty much everything. Exercise is good for your heart. It keeps it strong. It keeps it working efficiently and effectively. Eating healthy foods uh, to avoid all of the fat buildup in all of your blood vessels. So there you have it. The heart's consistent beating is incredibly important to our lives. The steady rhythm that the heart creates allows our bodies to function properly from the moment we wake up, all throughout the day, and even when we sleep. It's also incredibly important to keep your heart healthy so that beat within your chest can stay strong to allow for a healthy life. Chapter 2. Students Just Like You The school year is definitely a little wonky now that we're doing most everything online and from our homes. But the show must go on, and we keep pressing forward with our education. That being said, I was really fortunate this week to be able to talk to two students who are currently in their third year of medical school to become doctors. Becoming a doctor is no easy task, but it's a profession that our world needs, especially now. My guests today are... My name is Ely Canoles. I'm a third-year medical student at Western University in uh, Lebanon, Oregon. And I'm Isabel Dabrowski, and I'm also a third-year medical student at Western University, and I'm excited to be here too. Okay, uh, you guys ready to go? I'm ready. So I know some of our listeners are probably thinking they've been in school for a long time, but I kind of want to know how long you guys have been in school. I'd have to do some math. This is Haley. Hang on. I've been in school for 22 years so far. That is terrible. Yeah. I think I'm about that too. This is Isabel. A long time to get through college. I did it in two parts. So I did my associate's degree and then I went back and they both took a long time. So since you guys are students, uh, maybe I want to quiz you just a little bit. What parts of the body have their own rhythm going on? There's the craniosacral rhythm. 
and that has to do with osteopathic manipulative medicine. Uh, okay, maybe we want to go a little simpler. <laughs> Let's just start with the uh, heart and the lungs. What does a good heart sound like? Love dub, love dub, love dub. <laughs> All right, I'll have to take your word on that one. Here's an actual recording of a good sounding heart. And what about a heart that doesn't sound so good? Or something that's like, love dub, love dub, love dub, love dub, love dub. Yeah, or like, love dub, love dub, love dub, love dub, 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 Just really disorganized. Here is an example of a real irregular heartbeat. All right, so a similar question. What does a good-sounding lung sound like? So the lung sounds actually a best like lung sound is almost like kind of silent, but not completely silent. So okay, when you're listening to somebody's lung sounds, there can be different terms that we're medical students are still trying to figure out now. <laughs> There's terms like crackles, which apparently sound like Velcro, and. There's ronchi, which are in your bronchi, which is a different part of the lung, and that makes a different sound, kind of sounds like whales or dolphins. Like I guess a good lung rhythm would just be like a very quiet and calm and without any different sounds. It's hard to describe. Yeah. But not too quiet, because if it's like totally silent, then it'll like you could have a collapsed lung and there won't be anything in there, or you might have fluid in your lung. And then I have one more rhythm that I kind of just thought of. It's the circadian rhythm. And the circadian rhythm is kind of like your internal clock. It helps you know when it's daytime and nighttime, and when to wake up and when to go to sleep. So I guess my question is, why is it important to have a consistent and steady circadian rhythm in your life? Um, I think sleep is really important for you to restore yourself because that's when a lot of your healing goes on. And uh, if you don't get enough sleep, then you're not able to restore yourself and heal. And if your sleep is irregular, then you're going to have issues because you're going to have too little sleep or even too much sleep. It can be a negative thing. So it's important to maintain a good sleep cycle. And now we close out our show with Chapter 3, Dance, Dance, Dance. Dancing has been around for thousands upon thousands of years, pretty much since the dawn of civilization. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, dancing can either be the most natural thing your body can do, or the most unnatural or awkward thing. So why do people dance? Is it something that you have to learn, or is it something that you just do when it feels right? Whether it's ballroom dancing or a funky groove, great dance music has to have a beat you can bob your head and move your feet to. There are countless types of dances in the world, done for different occasions, ceremonies, or just for fun. And of course, to go with the theme of the day, dancing requires some major coordination between different body parts, such as your legs, feet, and arms. How many types of dancing can you think of? 
The first type of dance that comes into my mind is for celebrating important events. Have you ever been to a wedding before and seen the bride and the groom celebrate their first dance? Weddings are often filled with dancing and it doesn't really matter if you're good or bad because the celebration is much more important than anything else. Do you know anyone who has graduated from high school and walked across the stage to pick up their diploma? You might have heard this song playing in the background as they celebrated their success. A 2003 study in the New England Journal of Medicine by researchers at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine concluded that dancing can improve the health of your brain. And then, in a 2008 article in Scientific American magazine, a Columbia University neuroscientist found that multiple parts of your brain are being utilized when dancing, including your motor cortex, which helps you control your arms and legs, your somatosensory cortex, which helps your hand-eye coordination, and the basal ganglia, which helps coordinate the movement of your body parts to get your dance feet, legs, and arms working all together without falling over. So what makes you move your feet? Is it the sound of a great song, or do you have to be in the perfect mood? The body is full of amazing movements, and it's a wonder that humans can coordinate all of their limbs to move with the beat of a song. What's even more amazing are the number of complicated organs and brain activities that occur to allow our bodies to move at all. We may not think about how our bodies move on an everyday basis, but now you know that every time you jump onto that dance floor, play a video game, or even eat a sandwich, a multitude of events occur in your body to allow you to do whatever action you want to do. A special thanks to my guests, Haley Canoles. Practicing an instrument is um, less deadly than practicing <laughs> medicine. Isabel Dabrowski. Music can be really influential for your mind and your health. And Joss Alloway. Follow your interests, and if, if that leads you into medicine, that's great. Um, you have the potential to help a lot of people um, and make a big difference. A big thank you to Kevin McLeod for his original music pieces, Lotus, Wholesome, Deadly Roulette, and Study and Relax, and the music by Blue Dot Sessions, Paladin. Also, a huge shout-out to my friends at ICANN Radio, a radio station dedicated to music, stories, and activities for kids. Perfect for when you're cooped up at home. You can visit them at ICANRadio.org. That's I-C-A-N-Radio.org. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and you can always email me at musicoftheuniversepodcast at gmail.com. Have a wonderful week, and get in a little bit of dancing if you hear a great song. This has been Music of the Universe.